hung up his back after a little hiatus, back behind the mic. We got a good show for you guys. We're talking a little Monday Night Football, Odell Beckham taking a really big dump all over the Giants. Hey, man, that's not cool. Talk to Juwan Winfrey, a star wide receiver from the Colorado Buffs, who appeared in the top 25, top 20, and are now making some moves. Winning games, competing, let's get after it. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's been been a week, like Billy said, we had a bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm on this new diet now, the one that you introduced me to. Right. Because uh, I'll be honest, I haven't worked out in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't feel too good about myself. That's not us anymore, man. No, That's it's not, not us. We just need to look good. Right. Yeah, right. I need to go out and run a 40. I don't need to move over a bunch of weight. I just got to look representable. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't need to be going to the gym mm-hmm. and putting 225 on a bar. I just don't need to. I sure hope you can still put 225 on a bar. I hope I can, but I I, I wouldn't care if I can't. Who do I have today, to prove? So. Nice. Thank you. So anyway. Subtle, br- subtle back- brag. <laughs> <laughs> Quick flex. <laughs> so anyway, Billy introduced me to this new place. What is it called? Cava? Cava. Cava? Shout out Eric Santiago introduced me. It's like a, uh, a Mediterranean okay. Chipotle or Cordoba, if you will. If and a it took a little bit. exploded into a bowl. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it is, yeah. if you think about it. And it's pretty good. Um, for the first time there, first few bites were eh, yeah. but then they grow on you, mm-hmm. like big time, mm-hmm. in a it's big different. way. It's different. And uh, definitely different. I highly recommend it, though. The juices there were awesome. Like Dude, they have like, like this little juices. Let me, let me introduce. Let me tell you what it's like when you walk in real quick. So you walk in. Right. It's overly cold. It's Stupid bitterly cold. cold in the Stupid restaurant. Stupid cold. It's probably like 55 degrees. I feel like a there. penguin. For sure. You waddle on in there. Um, <laughs> nice. And you order nice. your, uh, you do your order, and you know it's like a, a line, like Chipotle, sort of similar to that. Uh-huh. And then they have these like machines, you know, the ones that shoot the liquid up and it like filters down, and like it's a cool little like aesthetic look. But it's like it's like blueberry infused. It's tea definitely aesthetically cucumber. pleasing. Yeah, no, yeah. it's great. And it's it's definitely like, something yeah. that like see you see us, we're just two dudes going there. Right. But if you get like a typical like chick going in there oh she's like oh, that's like all over oh, instagram no and social media no doubt no you doubt you put on their visco yeah no oh that's such a visco <laughs> place such visco. a visco place um but this transitions me into my next point is and i'm I, i'm gonna we're, i think we're both gonna make a lot of people mad here is that's fine age-old question hey. of rank your chipotle mo's Cadoba right right stuff i'm okay with making people mad because when you tell the truth, you're not going to please everybody. You're right. You're not going to please everybody. But they have to respect it because it's the truth. Right. And if you don't respect it, just don't listen. Right. You don't. So, you don't yeah. have a taste in food. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Or so, or just realness. Like <laughs> I, you and I. Yeah. Exactly. You and I see eye to eye on this mm-hmm. for once. Eye to eye. We see eye to eye. <laughs> I got Quadoba at the top. Okay. Right. Okay. Quido, for those of you who are like, oh, what are you thinking? Uh, all right, hop off the Chipotle train. That thing was uh, long gone a while ago. All right, the queso stinks. It's bad. The they guac is extra. It, it, it shouldn't even have it. You're better off not having it. Right. But at the end of the day, Quadoba's got better queso. Okay. Guac is an extra. Okay. Less sodium. Okay. I think that's a fact. That's important. Uh, very important, especially nowadays with mm-hmm. this healthy trend. Yes. Cava. Yeah. And what else? Um, it's just better. Like, it's right. just overall better. Okay. And I feel like they give you a little bit more. Second place. See, that's tough because I feel like I haven't had Moe's enough to put it up there. I'm all about the – it's like the free chips and queso, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about that. And honestly, just to shove it like up Chipotle, like I might just I don't say think Moe's. it's free queso. I think it's free Oh, chips. free chips? Uh, 
but regardless, there's like a nice, um, a nice uh, salsa bar where you right, can get all sorts right. of and salsa. Right. And what's the stack that you speak of? So this is that this we helps. This before. gets me into my list. Is I have Moe's number one because whoa, one, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. I thought you had Doba at one. No, no, I have Moe's number. Oh, I guess one we don't see eye to eye, Bill. The, uh, the the stack for me is what changes everything. So the stack is you take a tortilla, you put some cheese on it, you take some hard uh, taco shell tortilla that's yeah. flat. You put that on top right. with some cheese in the middle. Okay. And then you put all the toppings you would normally put in, so steak, whatever, whatever, whatever. You put the other the other half of that hard tortilla thing on top, some more cheese. Mm-hmm. You fold it all together, put some more cheese on top. So basically it's You lost a, me with all these cheeses. You're right. So think of it this way. It's a burrito in the shape of a Frisbee held together by cheese. And when you know you're leaving Sharkies, what do you what leaving... do you dip it What do you dip it in? Like you no, I have good? them drizzle queso on it. Oh, oh nice. and you eat it like a I sandwich. I still prefer Quadoba queso oh, 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 oh. over Moe's. So yeah, so I go I go Moe's Doba Chipotle. Mm. The thing about Chipotle though is if you have it once, like you're like oh I'll get Chipotle. It's just kind yeah. of what you're feeling. But I, but overall I think I think I think Quadoba has the best ingredients. Nice. I think uh, Moe's has the best Chipo- uh, has the best. Queso. Uh, I think you're wrong there. Okay. Well, I think we you gotta go agree. Dobo with we the queso. We can agree to disagree. And also, regardless of where you go, you need to get the steamed, uh, not steamed. You need to get this. I don't know, stir fry vegetables or whatever they are. It's the best thing there. You, you know what you solidifies? You know what solidifies Quidoba uh, queso as like number one? What? Um, so when my mom was sick mm-hmm. back when I was senior in high school, um, when you when you're going through chemo, yeah, right, uh, your body change, you, you lose flavor. You don't want to eat. Like yeah. everything tastes like metal. It's, it's horrible. It's a horrible yeah. thing. And the one thing that she was always able to eat and always craved was Quadoba chips and queso. You can't go wrong there. No. So like every, like every, you know, once every three days I'd bring her home some. She'd be so happy. Yeah. Like it's one thing that doesn't taste like metal. And I think you're right. I think Chipotle is way too salty. It's so overrated like chicken, too. Chicken. Well, it's overrated because it was good when I first had it. Like right. My first, right. Like the first couple of months when it was out, I, I loved it. But either way, oh, Chipotle tweet is my us, life. Instagram us. <laughs> tell us what you think. Tell us we're stupid. I don't care what I, what you have to say, but we that is my, my, we don't care. We ain't scared. We don't care. We ain't scared. <laughs> Chipotle is number three. But anyway, yo, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you point uh, on this one because this is your guy, Drew Brees. I Monday love Night Drew Football Brees, action, so man. Go ahead. Take, take, take me through Drew Brees. Take me through Monday Night Football. This was awesome for me because I, I, I put this out. My football days are over. They've been over for a year and a half now, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, but when I played, I idolized my game after Drew Brees mm-hmm. because him and I were the same exact size. Mm-hmm. And he was a leader and he's someone I looked up to and who I wanted to be like. So seeing this was just an awesome moment for me. Right. At least like I was just like, damn, like he really deserves it. Like that's awesome. But it brings up, it, it continues to bring up this conversation of is Drew Brees, should he be considered in the conversation of greatest of all time? Are you asking me? It just It's an open floor discussion here. I Bill. think so. I mean, in the discussion of greatest of all time, yes. I will say, I think I'm going through this new renaissance or had an epiphany where I no longer want to say for sure someone is the best ever. Like, I don't want to say you LeBron just want to appreciate. is the best ever or say he's not the best ever. I just know that from what I've seen... LeBron is the best player that I've seen with my own eyeballs live right, playing. Right. 
So if I were to break down the best quarterbacks that I've ever seen, I didn't see Joe Joe Montana. Right. I didn't see. Montana. I said that on purpose, guys. <laughs> I didn't see Joe Montana. I didn't see Dan Marino. I didn't see Y.A. Tittle or Fran Tarkington. All right. <laughs> but when it comes to the best quarterbacks that I've ever seen, number one is Tom Brady. Number two A is Peyton Manning, and number two mm. B is Drew Brees. Now the the only argument that I can really make for Peyton Manning is he played more snaps in a time where it was more difficult to throw the ball with yeah. lax defensive rules and everything um and also he lost feeling in his fingers for what the last four or yeah. five years of his career but at the same time drew Brees struggled with a shoulder injury right. so i find it I, I i find it really hard to say that drew Brees is better than peyton manning but i find it equally as hard to say that drew Brees is definitely better than peyton manning with the amount of championships he did. That peyton has won so, did, he did beat him in a Super Bowl, though. He did indeed. He did indeed. But Peyton found himself back there. Um, so I don't know. You really can't go wrong with either. You really no, you can't. can't. Um, Drew Brees, I think, absolutely mm-hmm. deserves to be in th- in the uh, discussion. Just, uh, I mean, the guy holds, I think, about like fifteen NFL passing records. Just to name off a few, mm-hmm. uh, passing all time passing yards, which yes. he did last night. Uh, I believe he's. Fourth in passing touchdowns. Yep, that's what I got. Five thousand five yard. Uh, I'm sorry, five five thousand yard seasons. That's insane. The NFL alone has four. Yeah. Uh, twelve consecutive four thousand yard seasons. Seven seasons leading the NFL in yardage, and most career four hundred yard games, which is sixteen. He's the most accurate quarterback ever, mm-hmm. with the highest completion percentage, the most also- completions in history. He deserves a Super Bowl victory and Super Super Bowl MVP. He deserves to be in the conversation. He's if he number won- one in completions as well. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And if like if he wins another Super Bowl, I mean, this conversation is going to go from here to him or Brady. Yeah. Well, no, no. It might. I don't think he goes. It might. If Brady. he passes. The one thing that I think that I don't I, I I'm against you on on Brady, but the one thing that I think Peyton and Breeze have uh, in similar. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't word that right, but whatever. Um, is <laughs> Drew Brees consistently goes out there and puts out consistently. Three, puts up 350 yards a game, 400 yards a game, four touchdowns, and he just doesn't have a good defense like almost every year. Um, you know, it's it's pretty much last year Brees had a good show. one. Last year had a good one. He went to the NFC Championship. Right. Uh, the year before defense that, blew it. Yeah, and the year uh, and the other year when they won the Super Bowl, they had an awesome defense. Their defense was actually literally trying to kill people. Yeah, they were literally trying to kill. Uh, I mean, they're getting better. They're getting so, better as as this year goes on. And the at same least. thing with Peyton. You know, Peyton's best player on defense was Bob Sanders, who I think played five career games in his entire life. He yeah. was always hurt. Uh, you had Dwight Freeney. Yeah, Dwight Freeney. Yeah, yeah but you know, they, they Tom Tom Brady always has a bunch of dudes that go out there. They may not be the highest profile dudes, but he has the bunch best. Of Role players, yeah. yeah, and um, but I love I, I I really like you could not pick a better role model as a person and as a quarterback right. than Drew Brees. But um, you watched Drew Brees last night, and you don't think this guy's as old as he is. No. I mean, he's he's shredding defenses, dude. There's no record that he can't I know. break and like make very difficult for even <laughs> Pat Pat Mahomey, homie Holmes Pat Mahomey, to break if he plays the way that he's been playing. Yeah, it's very um, true. But I, what a special career and what a beautiful moment. I mean, running over to his kids after. Yo, get a real one like his wife. For all yo. you single single fellas out there. Mm-hmm. Find you a Mrs. Breeze, yo. Yeah. She's <laughs> straight. Real. Good looking. Great mother. She straight up said, go win this game. Oh, like, oh, God. dude. 
Yo, and by the Doesn't way, get much better. Drew Brees just breaks the record that he's probably been eyeing his entire life. Goes up to his coach and says, "Let's win the game." Like yeah. I was like, "Yo, this is some movie this is, stuff." I know. It's just too bad. David uh, Joey Tessitore was on the was on the mic. Yeah, he drives me insane. How do you feel about Jason Winton? I li- like I like I like Witten. I think he's still kind like, right. of learning. Right, it's that year. But yeah, it's First one year. of those. He's one of those guys that just guys that can bring a lot of knowledge to the game or what I love. Like I think Booger's awesome. I think Booger Booger McFarland's awesome. Like having him on that? the sideline. Oh, the guy who roams on the chair. Yeah, I think he's really good. <laughs> nice. I like him. I love Tony Romo. Um, yeah, I, I really do like Romo. You can hold the uh, guac with uh, Joe Buck. Can't stand him. Um, <laughs> Troy Aikman too. Troy Aikman's like the biggest Eli Manning hater of all time. Or anybody. He's mad at anybody that's good that's on the field. Because they're better not. than him. Yeah. yeah like, so, but, yeah, just an incredible environment, an incredible fun thing. I love um, that they take the time to, like, just let him have it. Mm-hmm. No pen- yeah. You know, I love it. And what people aren't talking about is the Redskins, who were, I think they were 2-2 two and two coming into the game, if they won, would have taken control of the uh, horrible NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, they just ran into a motivated buzzsaw. And yeah, just got smashed by the, uh, by the Saints. Um, worthy, noteworthy deal here. Um, Mark Ingram and his return from a PED suspension met his team at the tarmac, leaving for the next game, which I thought was really, really cool, at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns. You saw Sean Payton was trying to get him in a little bit of a groovy-woovy. Uh, was able to do that, so that was fun to watch. Um, there was but, a few there was a few clowns on Twitter that I, I just violated. Mm-hmm. You know, like those older dudes that think they know everything about football right. or sports, but in reality, they're just sitting there like eating what? cheese noodles. Well, this one, the one guy goes, oh, wow, this is not good for Camara. This is not good for Camara. I go, first of all, dude, is it not good for Camara or is it not good for your fantasy football team? That marking was <laughs> back. All right, so that's that's num- numero uno. Not to mention they right do there. two totally different things. Two totally different things. All right, so there's there's numero Alvin dos. Alvin Kamara's not getting the ball in the two yard. And also look what the, they were in the same situation last year, and Alvin Kamara blew up. Yeah, he so was your there. your point, your tweet, literally was a waste of your time. <laughs> then this other guy goes, "Wow, I can't tell if uh, the commentators love Drew Brees enough or not, like sucking him." And I'm like, "Yo." Oh, did he say like, uh, did Drew Brees cure cancer? Or oh something? yeah, yeah. Did Drew Brees cure <laughs> cancer? No, he didn't, bro. But uh, he, he did, did much like more than most, you. He did. He definitely broke the most relevant record yeah. in football. I guess. Yeah, total like d bag of the oh, night right there. God, whatever, man. You know, stuff like that just aggravates yeah, me. That's you literally I- took the time out of your life to throw shame at someone for being the best at what they but do. Dude, you don't understand. The reason they do that is because the people that really care know they can just come to this podcast and get the realness. Mm. Twitter's not for the realness. Mm. Twitter's for all the feels, right, right. all the knee-jerk we're, reactions. We're the really, really ones. We take our notes. Yeah. We bring the facts, and that's why you and tune like, in And we know what it's week. like. Ex- come on. We know what it's like. Come on. Been there, done that. That's mm. why we're doing it. Anyway, yo, some guy who's acting like he hasn't been there and let's, done that, and some guy oh, who doesn't look that. like they know what the hell they're doing is Odell Beckham. And I'm sorry, I can't wait to hear what you have to say, but I would like to say a few things I, uh, about... Odell. I'm antsy. I'm First of all, let me preface this by when, saying. When, Be- when Bill flips the page in his mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. and he actually looks at them, like legitimately, mm-hmm. that's when he knows something's about to go down. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to preface this by saying so, I'm dude, not. Dude, stop a preface. I'm going You've been doing to, this for I'm episodes. I'm going to preface okay, this right, whatever. by saying I'm not surprised. Like if you told me Odell was going to do this six days ago and then you like leaked it to me, I'd be like, yeah, it's about right. It's about right. But no, it's still not right. <laughs> so the op- the like first thirty five seconds of this, besides the fact that I saw him sitting next to Lil Wayne with Joseph, why was Anderson, he there? 
Why was Lil Wayne there? I'm like, what are you doing? Whatever. This, <laughs> like, it could have been Saquon. It could have been Sterling. It could have been anybody related. Yo, to Wayne, I got, I got, a, I got an interview. You want to come? Yeah, it could have yeah, been sure. me. It would have been better than Lil Wayne. <laughs> but anyway, it's I'm cool with the opening. He says the team's energy is not there. Fine. Right. He said he's having trouble building relationships with teammates. That's a bit of a rookie comment because you're transitioning from the NFL to being just signed a five year extension yeah. for like ninety six million. So I'm like, okay. okay, whatever. He said he wanted to know who he's going uh, to war with. Fine, whatever. And then this guy just goes off the freaking shit. <laughs> he he trashes his offensive coordinator by saying, "Why can't we throw the ball downfield?" Which is really funny because Ben McAdoo was hired because you liked him last year. Mm. Or two years ago. Then the team was absolutely horrible, and you didn't say a word about Ben McAdoo or the offense, which was atrocious. I just found that funny. He talked the entire interview about what was holding him back, not from winning championships or winning games or making the playoffs, but from, I want to I want to score 60-yard touchdowns. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to be this good. I want to be this. He Everything was I, 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 I. And the only thing that I could think of is like, yo, you're blaming Eli Manning. You're blaming your coach. You're taking zero responsibility. You're speed, You're... You're trashing everything, not talking about championships, not talking about playoffs. And the only thing I could think about was, think about Larry Fitzgerald, who has had more quarterbacks than I've had than I have fingers on my hands. Right, that's ten. This guy, this guy, <laughs> he had Derek Anderson throwing to him. I know. And all he does is go out there, ball out, ball out. be a leader, and let his team to a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, who I'm pretty sure was on Medicaid at the time. And he doesn't say anything. And he's ta- and, and after the game. Odell talks about how he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to lead his team. He's trying. Oh, I've never done this before. Well, you know what, Odell? Here's my first lesson. <laughs> lesson one, chapter one of being a leader. Don't go on ESPN with Lil Wayne and trash your whole team and talk about how unhappy you are in New York. You chose to sign in New York for five years and $95 million. You chose New York City. You chose Ben McAdoo two years ago. You say you want to be a leader. Hey, Odell. That ain't it. That ain't it. Go ahead. I won't even get into his game that he played on Sunday. You can go ahead and talk about this. I'm going to go grab a water from the mini fridge for a second just to walk this off. So you go ahead. You talk. I'm going to walk across the room to the mini fridge. I'll drink my water. Let's time each other. All right. Go ahead, buddy. Tell me what you got. Jeez. All right. So I thought about it. Was Odell really wrong? Are you? Please tell me you're not asking me. Please tell me that you're. Was Odell really wrong in this situation? He addressed the elephant in the room that we all knew was there, and he came out and he addressed it, and nothing, nothing of of what he said was. Try to follow me here. Nothing okay. of what he said. Believe me, I'm on your side. I, I know. I know you are. Nothing of what he said was wrong. I agree. But it's how and where he said it. Mm-hmm. He addressed, Like I just said, he addressed the elephant in the room. But the number one rule as a teammate, as a player, if you have another, if you have a problem with someone else in the organization, a teammate, a coach, uh, the owner, you address it in the locker room or internally. And you'll be listening. You to do people. not go to the media and cause this embarrassment, this huge distraction towards your team, your teammates. What are you doing? You say you want to be a leader. This ain't it. No. 
This is not being a leader. Never once did he hold himself accountable. Never and if, he, he if you're going to call someone out, look, I'm the biggest Eli. Eli, I don't want to say hater, but non-supporter. I, yeah, I'm a huge Eli critic. But if you want to call someone out, you don't start with one of the greatest players to ever be in this organization. V. Let's just All right, that's Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is pretty good. Okay, second. Second. Whatever. He's in the top five. So, what are you thinking? Why was Lil Wayne there? Why? 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 Oh, this just shows me that Odell is never going to grow up. Nope. He's never going to be the leader that they need him to be or want him to be. He got paid. Now he's like, hey, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to say anything I want because I can get away with it. I wouldn't have had as much of a problem if after the game he said, you know what? (laughs) I shouldn't have done this. Um, he was proud of it. He literally said it was the reason that they played better. He tried to frame this. Not to mention Odell. Listen. Another. Re- I, hey, look. That's another thing of him <laughs> trying to draw it back to himself. You're right there, buddy. Yeah, dude. I, I went down the wrong hole. Oh, I hate that. I know how that goes. But anyway, he came out and he had an up. He didn't even have a great game. He had eight receptions for 131 yards, a touchdown throwing, a touchdown receiving. Good. Good. Also dropped one and a muff punt. You dropped a fourth down pass that hit you the hit the palm of your hand and you muffed a punt inside the eight yard line <laughs> and then lost on a 63 yard field goal. the best thing about that punt return was uh i think it was eli apple mm-hmm. kicking it with your own teammates hands and into the end i was like ah that's tough Dude. but let's focus on the real problem here i mean uh, it gets me so angry because you just don't go to the media about this stuff you keep it internal I don't know why we aren't drawing comparisons to like Terrell Owens, Dota, but they're literally the same. His talent is un, unmatched in the league. Right. It's not even close. He is by far the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. It's 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 no question. Can run any route, can do anything, but I know that when because the Giants aren't a stupid organization. When they decided to pay him, they must have said, "Look, we need you to be a leader." I didn't. I don't know if they thought he was so. I'm not gonna say dumb. So mentally not tuned in so dumb. to know how to be a leader. But this is not it. And you should know as the highest paid player and the franchise player of your organization that you can go to the Maras. You can go to Coach Shermer. You can go to Eli Manning. Talk to them. Yeah, you don't you don't And all these talking heads on the TV, they're like, well, he's telling the truth. Clearly know nothing about sports. Because that's not what – it's just not, not – not what you it's not what you it's do. It's not what you do. It's not. It's not what you do. At any level of football. And but like I like I said, he, the things he said, he addressed the elephant in the room. He's he's addressed the thing that we've all been saying. Just no giant player has said it. Right. But you don't it just makes me mad that he went to the media. Well, I think I think I think one of two things happened here. This either spirals out of the control, but I as we kind of get into the Giants themselves, the Giants are in a position to still make the playoffs. I don't right. think they're a very good football team right now. No. I just don't. But I mean, they're a game back of Washington, who uh, leads the league right now. So division. Who leads the division? Correct. But the best so, part about this is that we now have Eli Manning and Lil Wayne drama. Like there's beef going on between them now, and I think it's hysterical. Yeah, it's just he was asked about McVeigh and other teams across the NFL and their success and his response to about McVay and Jared Goff and other players he had a that that was literally a question like tossed up in the air like yo give credit to somebody or say like you can get better at something his response to a question asked about McVay and Goff and other quarterbacks he was asked 
how do you feel about Garrett Goff and other quarterbacks kind of <laughs> Garrett the, Goff. You know what I mean? <laughs> hitting the uh, hitting their stride, scoring a bunch of points, and his response was completely selfish. It was, I know what I'm capable of. I just want to achieve what I'm capable of, and it's just. It's just frustrating to see a guy that you're really putting a bunch of faith in in your franchise, knowing like, hey, we're going forward with this guy. He's going to be our guy. He's our, the fo- he's our franchise, and he just, you know, just seems to have no um, recollection or idea on what to do and how to lead an organization. Basically, when you put it all into the big picture, nothing good came out of this interview. Um, Basically, obviously. said he doesn't like being in New York. He'd rather be in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuff about Eli, stuff about the play calling, the coaches. I mean, none of it was good. No. I don't, it gets me frustrated. It, it, I mean, as a Giant fan, I'd say it gets me more frustrated than you. But, yes, as a football player and as a competitor, and especially as someone who was a leader, you just look at this year and like, yo, what what are we doing here, What are you bro? doing here? What are you doing, boss? I'm not frustrated, though, after uh, my Jets dub. Let's talk about it, dude. Let's talk about my it. My Jets dub. So, um... You see the ups and downs, and when we find that consistency, I believe that we will be good, but we have to get to that point mm-hmm. first. Um, Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell, as funny as that sounds, had a record-setting game. Hmm. This, to me, is exactly why you do not draft a running back number two overall, especially when you're in a situation that the New York Giants are in, because you can get running backs whenever, free agency, doesn't matter. But anyway... Uh, Darnold aired it out, man. He aired it out. Uh, Robbie Anderson got involved. I still, but uh, Darnold's stat line completion to attempts ratio wasn't as good, or uh, on paper. But I will say there were some drops there, so I won't put that on him. Uh, he did. He did a lot of good things though. He uh, one thing I noticed was that he had calm feet, mm-hmm. which he hasn't had all season. He mentioned it himself, so that's good. That's a step in the right direction for a young guy. Um. But I do have to say this. When this team is confident and they have that swagger, they're a tough team to beat. Yeah. And I think the offensive coordinator, like you said, has been something that's been holding you guys back. He, he's as bad as it gets. But I guess this is my question to you. Okay. And it may be too early to ask. All right. But where is your confidence level at that Sam Darnold is the 10-year, 12-year, 15-year, uh, even, okay, 5- to 8-year uh, future of the New York Jets. Not even close. Really? No, not even close yet. I I, I wanted it's it's year one. Right. I expect the mistakes. For me, a big determination in that factor is how much is he gonna grow from year one to year two. What's that jump gonna be like? What's that mm-hmm. step gonna be for him? Mm-hmm. Where? How much is he gonna improve? One thing that I love right now is that he's living with Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly watching film and learning. I think that's awesome. It says a lot about McCown as well. But yeah, I'm not. I'm nowhere near as where you com- need to yeah be. where I want to be. It, it, for me, it's that jump from one to two, and then two to three, even. Okay. Okay. I give a quarterback usually three years. Okay. Three well, years, because then the fourth year, you, it, it's the end of the year. I, I mean, it's uh, the last year of the contract, unless you have the fifth year option. Right. So it's tough. Um. Okay, well, what about you said you wanted to do? You texted me earlier. You said you wanted to do a segment on the young mm. quarterbacks across mm-hmm. the NFL. Mm. Um, talk to me. Take the lead on this. You know, I think this is something that you've been passionate about. You love talking about. So, let me hear what you got. Um, well, this is basically this is um, when I wrote these notes. This was for our episode last week, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we were unable to record. And it was after the Jets lost to the Jaguars, and it was just horrible play calling and. 
basically it, it kind of re- relates to the question you just asked me of, am I comfortable with Darnold or uh, as our future? So I'm going to, let me list off a few names for you here. Cause we're seeing a turn in the NFL. It started last year, but this year it's really kicking. Right. Um, as far as quarterbacks, you have Mitch Trubisky, whose head coach is uh, Matt Nagy, right? Matt is his name. It's Coach quite, Nagy. It's quite a name. Um, I don't know if it's Matt, but it is Coach Nagy. He's un, he was from Andy Reid's uh, tree. You got Jared Goff, okay. right? With obviously Coach McVay. Top five in the NFL. You have Pat Mahomes this year with Andy Reid. You have Carson Wentz with Peterson. Jimmy G. With Kyle Shanahan, Deshaun Watson with Bill O'Brien. You can say what you, what you want about Bill O'Brien. Watson's doing all right. Andrew Luck in Indy. He now has Frank Reich. Reich? Reich? Reich, Reich, whatever. Baker Mayfield has Todd Haley at OC and Hugh Jackson, who isn't the best at head coach. All those guys are young. But can you tell me the similarity between those guys? And their coach. I think you're about to blow me away. No, I no. There's, it's not a hard question. Um, I guess the coaches have been around. I mean, I don't know. I can't. Th- I can't draw any. I can't draw any similarities. I don't. All of these guys are offensive-minded coaches. Oh, the head coach. When you okay. have a young quarterback like the Jets do at Sam Darnold, right? Um, you need a young guy. That the Jets don't have. That the Jets don't have to Tom grow. Was a defensive guy. That's right. You need a guy that's going to grow with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's going to make mistakes with your quarterback. That you're going to base. You're going to bomb with over the next five years. Right. And all of these guys have, have seen that. improvement. Yeah. They have that, and they've seen improvement. They have Mitch Trubisky improvement this year. Jared Goff was a bust with Je- with Jeff Fisher. Now with McVay, he's a top five quarterback in the league. Pat Mahomes learned from Alex Smith and Andy Reid. Look at him now. He's balling. Yo, this is, a, this is a Willie deep dive here. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Wow. Look at him. Okay. All the Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen much of him in San Francisco, but I will put him up there because of Kyle Shannon. We saw what he did with Matt Ryan. There you go. And uh, last year, Deshaun Watson with Bill O'Brien. Andrew Lucky's been out for a while. But, I mean, and then here's, uh, here's the long-term effect of this. Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Yeah. So... Right now, this is a passing league. This is granted, though, that you, with the turnover of coaches, I think there are probably four or five coaches in that, maybe three or four coaches in that list that you just listed. Sean Payton and Drew Brees are a unique, uh, are a unique duo. I don't think most of those coaches coaching those young players will still be there, but I think there is something. I think to some be said. will. I think Bill O'Brien's out. Yeah, I but, think all right, Hugh so Jackson's out. Um, I'm not worried about Hugh Jackson. Baker's ba- but really another the reason why I have guys like him in there, Baker Mayfield, is because the way you learn as a young quarterback is through an offensive minded head through coach. an offensive minded head coach who's going to let you air it out. He's yeah. going to let you air. It, he's going to let you throw interceptions. He's going to let you uh, make mistakes. Right. Jets Knowing aren't Jets aren't doing you. that with Sam Darnold. Yeah. They aren't doing that. You're right. You're right. You're making a good point. Well. You're making a good point, and I think you're a hundred percent right. I think there's a sign. The new to this age bill. of quarterback. The new age of quarterback is you're not going to get the guy that drops back and throws it 15, 20 times a game. Right, you're not. You're and that's what the 40, Jets are doing with Darnold. Darnold, yeah. Darnold threw. Uh, I think it was like eight passes 
in the first half the other night. He's not getting better doing that. You're not. You got to air it out. Let him make mistakes. That's part of the growing process. Don't let him be afraid to make mistakes. You're right. You're right. I'm you with can't you on be. that. I'm with you on That's that. how you get the best growth out of your quarterback, man. So, And all these coaches are aggressive, too. Yeah, no, they are. They so are. For better or for worse, but at the end of the day, yeah. the quarterback is... I'd rather have an aggressive coach than okay. a conservative one. I'm with Put you. Put it that way. So I'm that's that's just something that I've noticed going on in the league. All these guys I'm have offensive-minded guys. They take shots. They let their guys air it out. Yeah. The play calling is exciting. It's mm-hmm. fun to watch. The yeah. Jets, they don't have that. And that is truly what I believe will hurt Darnold in the long run. Let's uh let's get into some helmet stickers. Okay, I you want to go one for one, or you want to go uh back? You want to go all the way through, and then next guy. Let's go what? two and two. Two and two. Yeah, you well, start I have us off. Three. I have three. All right, so three and two. I got okay. two. Okay. Um, first and foremost, you know I'm a tech guy. I'm going with Demond Hazelton. Was the ACC receiver of the week? Twelve receptions, 131 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, great game. Solid game out of him. Uh, Ball State transfer. Um, from last night, I'm, I'm going two from last night. I'm going okay. Brock Holt for hitting the cycle against the New York Yankees in the uh, Bronx. Hurts my heart. Four, oh, man, I can't wait to rip you. Four for <laughs> six with five RBIs and a ninth-inning home run to right field mm. uh, on the Little League Park that the Yankees play in. Um, and Mark Ingram, 16 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns, as we talked about earlier. Those are my helmet stickers and batting helmet sticker. Batting helmet sticker. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, for me, my two helmet stickers, number one, for obvious reasons that don't need ex- explanation, Drew Brees. And then Adam Thaleen. Okay. Can we uh, talk about his his night? What, what did he do? Did he well, have a crazy day? I was on the road right. coming back from Virginia. He so had, had to catch So we had another 100-yard game, which okay. made it the fifth straight 500-yard receiving game to open up the season. Mm-hmm. No receiver has ever done that in the history of the NFL. Right. And this guy was an undrafted free agent. Undrafted. What undrafted? What a guy. And now look at him. He's killing it. What a guy. So Helmet stickers, hand it out again. I love this segment, man. It's I love helmet segment. stickers. We got to do a thing where, like, we get the helmet. We pop them on? Yeah. I'd be down for that. We yeah. got to order some stickers. Um, So, Khabib McGregor. Uh, yeah. You go first. I don't have much to say. It was chaos. It was it was just chaotic. I have never seen anything like this. I understand both sides. Um, Khabib, I get why he jumped into the crowd. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm not mad about it. I'm more mad at his guys for jumping in the ring and coming at Connor from behind. That was scumbaggish. Well, you do know Con- nobody's going to talk about Connor did throw the first punch. No, he did not. No, well, he did he was not. up on the fence. Or did you see the guy jump? That? Did you see the guy jump into the octagon? Come up behind Connor? And oh, he tried. Oh, I didn't right see that him? then. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Guy in the red jacket. Here's Look my out. thing. A lot of people are mad at Khabib. Um, if you're and I'm okay with you being mad at Khabib, but if you're mad at Khabib, you have to be equally mad at mad Connor. Mad at Connor. I agree. Because he attacked his bus. Yep. Called the guy a terrorist. You know, and he's selling the fight. I get it. I get it. You're selling right, the fight. Right. That's your job. I just think Khabib was like, "Yo, I don't care about selling the fight. I'm gonna <laughs> kick your ass." Yep. And then the bell's going to go off, and I still hate you. Like, I still hate you, and I still want to murder you. So, like, <laughs> that's, I think that's I think that's just how it was. I think Khabib is a badass, and he, I mean, he just pummeled McGregor. Like, yeah. it wasn't even close. Like, he I can't wait for the rematch. It. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Khabib would crush him again. Ooh. I think the UFC kind of, I think the UFC kind of set it up for Conor to be good. Conor's not good on the ground. If he, you know, he's he's a stand-up guy, he's a knockout guy, um, has Whoa, a strong really left. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I think I think he 
before he fights Khabib again, he'll fight right. Nate Diaz because he knows Nate Diaz is older and he'll want to get a win under his belt. But I yeah. think I think people are kind of figuring out Connor. If you get him on the ground, he's not great. You remember, I mean, every t- I mean, when is anybody on the ground game? good? When has he been on the ground, and when has he won a, a fight where he's been on the ground for the most of the fight? He hasn't. Uh-huh. They're all knockouts. So, um, you know, I just think it comes down to have the same energy for uh, McGregor as you have for Khabib. And, um, you know, Khabib, great fight. Good job. Great fight. Unreal. Great fight. I think the highlight, though, was that guy's interview at the end. The other fight. Oh, the Derek Lewis. Yes. That was the best interview I've ever it. seen. Why would you take your pants off? My, My balls, balls were hot. <laughs> What? Donald Trump wanted to beat the hell out of the Russian guy because of all this stuff going on. And he goes, he goes, they're talking about you. You know, you're at number two now, being the next one to fight for a title fight. For, he's like, I'm gonna take my ass. I don't know what fight you talking about. I'm taking my ass back home and sit on the couch. <laughs> Maybe do a little cardio. He's like, I'm gonna rest a little bit. He is a funny dude, man. And that, I'll tell you what, man, UFC is entertaining. At the end of the it day, is. they got some good guys in there. Dana White has done a great job growing it. I think he's the best there is. Over I mean, Adam he's Silver? He's got great... Oh, you know I love Adam Silver. I know you do. All right, fine. Maybe not over Adam Silver. But he's doing a great job growing the sport. The MVP of this whole thing, though, is Khabib's dad. Oh, it's... yeah, because he's going to beat up Khabib when he gets home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him. He's probably a terrifying <laughs> human being. He's probably scary. If Khabib is scared of him, then I'm scared of him as well. I know. So, I know. Um, anyway. So, listen, we haven't... We're recording this right now during Game 4 of the uh, matchup between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Getting into some baseball. Um, so there's no point of us talking about Game 3 because you probably don't care after Game 4 is already over. I just want to get into a rip session with you All right. over... So let me just... Uh, actually, I'm not even going to try to explain it. Willie, tell the fans you're, you're a lifelong Met fan, correct or incorrect? Oh, absolutely, hundred ten percent correct. So tell me, tell me what your mind frame is with the Yankees. I'm for the people. No, no, no. Go ahead. Give me your whole. I spiel. live and die in New York City. Okay. This is my city. So let me. Oh wow! Quoting the great David Ortiz, a Bostonian. <laughs> See um, what I did there? I do. So you're voluntarily rooting, not because you started gambling, not because you you, you you lost a bet. You are voluntarily <clears> rooting. <throat> For the New York baseball Yankees. That is correct. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, CC Sabathia, you're rooting for them. It's not like, not, what's not to like? You're not root. You're, I mean, <laughs> that is your, like, you want right, them so to look, win. Let the me World explain Series. this whole situation. Please, I'm let me explain to get it. it out of you. Let me explain. I'm just trying to rattle your cage. Oh, really? Yeah. So here's my thing New York has never needed a victory more than we do right now. In your lifetime? Probably ever. Really? Yeah. Bold. Continue. So, the Jets, they're eh. Last week they stunk, but they're eh. Giants, not the best. You guys kind of suck. The Mets, I love you with all my heart, but you suck. Mm -hmm. At least we have the pitching staff. Knicks, you're horrible. Nets, you're irrelevant, but I really want to root for you. I want to be hyped for him, but you're just not there right now. And Devils and Rangers, who cares about hockey? If you want to throw the Red Bulls in there, no one cares. Who do we have the roof for other than New York Yankees? This Fam. is this is this is supposed to be the greatest sports city in the world. Fam. Right here. And we don't have Pick any good teams. Side. 
I can't live on both sides of the aisle. I'm not living on both sides of the aisle. You are. My one aisle I finished shopping in. You can't I, be. My aisle came to an end. The Yankees are everything that we're not. I don't care. That we hate. Right now, New York needs a dub. The Yankees, so I'm going to root for the Yankees. Oh so so here's where. You want to come to the parade with me? Here's where we differ. You going to come to the parade? That's repulsive. <laughs> here's where we differ. If the Yan- if the I'm going to tell you my thing. I'm not rooting. Well, I am now because I, I am a Red Sox fan. Yeah, Matt I wasn't and Red rooting. Sox fan, if the Yankees good. were, if the Yankees were to beat Boston, I wouldn't root against them. I would be like, yo, it'd be pretty cool for New York to win the championship. Oh, I would think that's cool. I would be like, yo, like New York. So, would win. so what's wrong but with I'm me thinking active, that's cool? Because you're actively rooting for their success. I'm just trying to get like behind. Them. I'm trying. I'm, I'm hopping on the bandwagon and getting and supporting them as they carry the city so, on their back because all the teams suck. So here's my thing. If the Giants go to the if the Yankees lose in the playoffs and the Giants go to the championship this year, would you root for them? Who are they playing? Um, I don't know, like the uh, Steelers or something. No. Why? I like the Steelers. That's just <laughs> but Yankee, but New York needs a championship. I hate the New York Giants with a passion. Explain to me why you hate the Giants more. Than I you can't hate the explain Yankees. it to you. It's just something that I've always that I that I've always your had. Your argument has no ever basis. since I was young. If your if your argument was a house, it'd have no foundation and would get blown over in the wind. Have you ever, have you ever just not liked something? I've tried thinking about why I don't like. I don't like the New York Giants. I don't. I don't care that you guys are a classy organization. I I think it's because when I was growing up, I liked football more than baseball, and I was a huge Jet fan. And the Giants kept winning, and the Jets sucked, so I hated the Giants. But they didn't really. The Jets were good. They went to two AFC championships in like the middle of us yeah, winning two yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. didn't win a championship. Yeah. I, I I mean I I personally I will never I hate root the Giants. for the Yankees. I, I guess we're a different dynamic because we're a different dynamic because I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. I've been a Red Sox fan since I was a kid, since before mm. they broke the curse. So mm. you can call me screwed up for that. Whatever. Oh, I'm not calling you screwed but up. If, I'm calling if, you screwed for that at least. But if you're a New York guy, and that's the argument and the and the basis of what you're saying, you should be rooting for the Giants. Look, I think it's not. all about Mets fans for Yankees right now. I think that's filthy. I think that's gross. I think that's literally like a, a Clipper fan. No. The Clippers are horrible. The 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 uh, Lakers are going to the championship, and a Clipper fan shows up to the Laker parade? Billy, that would no, be we have nothing to be happy about right now. Yeah, we do. Nope. Give me one other thing besides the Yankees. Um, the Mets might go sign a oh. girl's free agent. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Like, I think there's beauty in uh, this is messed up. I think there's beauty in riding and dying for my team. Like the Mets suck. I, do too. I get it. Like, but I'm still gonna wear a jersey. The Virginia Tech this week lost to Notre Dame. I still wore my Virginia I want Tech you to, hat. To I want practice. you to just. All right. I want you to step out of your shoes for a second here. Hop in mine. Okay. Hop in mine. They're a little small. Okay. I'm in them. They're not small. Whatever. Go ahead. And they're tied, so I'm not gonna take them off. But think of it as I'm a Jets and Mets fan, Billy. It's bad and bad. <laughs> it's bad and bad. Don't pick the team bad, bad. that I didn't pick this life. I was born <laughs> into it. All right, but hey, I'm here supporting pick the Yanks. Like the Minnesota Twins or the Athletics. Or if the Twins were in the playoffs, maybe I'd throw them a bone. Why not pick the Astros? I I love the Astros, but right now I gotta support New I'd York because we need root. this dub. All right, man. I guess we'll just agree to disagree. I just think you're telling me like a part of your body doesn't just be like, oh, I hope I hope the Yankees win, so we have something to root for. Zero. Zero part of my body, not even. The, I know what it's like going iota. through the struggle, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I will continue to go through the struggle. But right now, this whole city, 
This is like cheating on your wife. Is really what it's like. It's really not. It really is. Like <laughs> no, it's on your not. Wife. No, it it's really not. is. No, it's oh, not. we're not doing well, and I need something to be. I happy guess I'm about, at a hotel. So let me then. Hit up this ch- let me guess I'm at a hotel. My wife. <laughs> Yo, I hate when you do that. My the w- little chair thing. Oh. My, my wife isn't satisfying me, so let me call up the hooker on. I'm going to a hotel. I'm on my way to a hotel right now. Oh God, Willie. I'm just. I'm very disappointed in you, and I. I don't know how you can be disappointed in me rooting for New York City. Because if you, I wouldn't have a problem with that if you would. If it wasn't if, the Yankees. It, no, 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 no. I wouldn't have a problem with it if you said, okay, well, I'll root for New York if the Giants make the play, Super Bowl. I'll root for them as well. No, it's for the city of New Unless York. Unless we're playing the Patriots. Okay, whatever. Because I hate we'll the Patriots. Dude, I hate the Giants, and I just don't, put it this way: I hate the Giants more than I hate the Yankees. What's so wrong with that? Why can't you just hate both? That's my uh, dude. I don't enjoy rooting for the like. It's not like I wake up in the morning. And I'm like, yes, Yankees, let's go. I bleed blue, baby. Like twenty-seven yeah. World Series championships, uh, yeah. we have all the money in the world. Like I'm just looking at their logo on my Hulu right now, and it makes me want to puke. It makes literally makes me want to vomit. Well, that's that's your problem, man. <laughs> all right, just a game. Anyway, speaking of just a game, you wanted to mention and speak about how you think baseball can be made better. Yeah. And people have been yeah. talking about it. Viewership may be down. Viewership may be changing. How exactly do... Oh, by the way, I kind of just didn't... I, I, I'm just going to let you know that I do not condone your Yankee fandom, but I guess we're going to disagree on that. So let's talk it's about It's not this. a Yankee fandom. It's a New York City, except for the New York Giants fandom. Okay, whatever. Continue. Put that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. All right, so baseball, they came at Mike Trout earlier on in the season uh, during the All-Star break, and they basically attacked him how he uh, doesn't... No one recognizes him. He's the best player in the game. But he doesn't do well with player marketing and his branding. And uh, after, you know, I, I understood it. He Because some people, most people wouldn't recognize him, right? The only thing he's famous for is baseball and being an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. But after this uh, this first, series, first round of playoffs, I'm blaming the MLB. Mm-hmm. It's all on the MLB. Yeah. Because they're so worried about this. They claim that they're so worried about player recognition and player marketing. When the only primetime game they're showing is the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. It doesn't even feel like the playoffs. It feels like Yankees-Red Sox. That's it. You have no idea when the other games are on. You have no idea who's winning. You have no idea what channel they're on. You Why not throw the Astros and Indians on for a primetime game? We've had a historic season. Historic season. And he got on the Indians. Loaded. Both teams loaded with young talent that can help excel, uh, expand this game and grow this game. For example, the Indians. You have Corey Kluber. You have Donaldson, Lindor, Kipnis, Alonzo. And then on the other side, uh, on the Astros, you got Verlander, Dallas Keuchel. You have Altuve, Bregman, Correa, and Springer. I mean, use these players to your advantage. Think about when I was coming up in baseball, and I don't know. I'm kind of like, since we started the segment, kind of kicking it around. I mean, you had baseball cards, but, like, I can name players from not just the Yankees that I, like, recognized and knew. Like, we all knew Derek Jeter. We all knew David Ortiz. But... I mean, you just looked around the league and, you know, you knew Giannis Cespedes when he played for the <coughs> Athletics, or you knew, um, you know, Tory Hunter, or, right. I'm just, like, help me out, like, there's, players there's, from all over the, Joe Maurer, or, uh... Absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, just players everywhere. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, uh, Mark Manny McGuire, Ramirez. Manny, Manny Ramirez, I mean, there were players everywhere, even guys like Gary Sheffield is more recognizable to me than like ha- like most of the MLB Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, so just think about all these but, players like with collecting baseball cards or, or seeing them on commercials mm-hmm. or anything like that. 
Um, Mo Vaughn, just this massive human being. Carlos Delgado, massive human being. Carlos Delgado. Just guys that, like, you were like, oh, that guy, I know him. Yeah. There aren't, like, even there Mookie Betts, is a, it isn't, there isn't like, a that recognizable now. face. Right. Like, I wouldn't, if I walked past him in the street, I wouldn't know it. I know who they are baseball-wise, but if I walked past him in the street, I wouldn't know. It's not because, it, but it's not their fault. It's not that Mookie it's Betts is less interesting. It's, it's there aren't commercials. They're right. They're not taking over social media. It's because baseball, I... There, there was a plan a few years ago that they came up with, and it just it, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. But these these aren't just regular season games that we're talking about. These are playoff series. That it doesn't sh- even feel like playoffs. It doesn't like the time the time of the game. I uh I had an in between class on Thursday. I on Thursday I had one in the morning, one in the afternoon, whatever. So I I sat down to watch TV. Oh, baseball was on. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. One o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, you have a. Baseball playoff series? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and it's not even like with the time change. It's but like you makes got. Sense. Like, I mean, like even there's no reason why people shouldn't know who uh, what uh, Yelich is, the potential NL MVP on the Brewers. There's no reason why people shouldn't see Clayton Kershaw absolutely dominate or uh, Cody Bellinger, another young stud, to uh, to grow the league. It's not marketed right, and I don't understand. I mean. Maybe the baseball cards, the lack of having a video game, like they have the show, but it's PlayStation only. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really like, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching now because I, I, like, I know it's just so poorly. But baseball done. has Every been here forever. Is Aaron Judge? That's it. You and you know Aaron what though? And- this is, if anything, this is the time that they should be putting all their money into it because the NFL is vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's where it's still by by far and away the most valuable sport. But right now, there are people tuning out of it, and there are people hating on it. You could be able to, you could take advantage of this right now, and get recognition of your young players. You're telling me you can't, you can't market Shohei Otani. You're telling me that's not a marketable guy. You can, I can go down the NFL if you just show me a logo of every team, and I'd be like, oh, this guy has this guy and this guy. Right, right. You can name two or three guys just off the top of your head, like Tennessee Titans. Oh, they have Taylor Lewan. They have the running back from Alabama. They have Marcus Mariota. That's Tennessee. Right. One of the small, like, if right. you asked me, like, name three players in the Mariners, I'd be like, uh, you got Robinson Cano and... Um, and that guy who yeah, pitches. Yeah, the Athletics, who are in the playoffs. I don't know anybody. I, I had no you, idea. Yeah. And, you know, maybe your you know everyday is, though? I feel like baseball player, will, baseball fan will know, but it's just not me. I mean... I think it's uh, it also has to do with the season, the season length, um, but there's nothing you could do about that. But baseball's more of a, who's your team, and I'm going to ride and die with them, pay attention to only them. But in 2006, from, 2000, from like we 2000 knew to 2010, I, I knew everybody that was playing. Like, with every team. No more baseball's Garcia done a bad, a bad, bad job. Hideki Matsui, bad, bad. Bernie Williams were the most boring people ever, but you knew Still their knew names. I don't know how. That's an interesting... We should do a deep dive on that, man. But fans, try to tell scuba us why... Gear. Getting the scuba gear out. Yeah. Tell me why you think... Baseball what is, that is so. Is that you? It's me shaking my legs. Stop Why shaking is your leg. baseball so difficult to mark? I, I don't. That is an interesting point, man. We got to we got to do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, running short on time here. We got a great interview coming up for you with a uh, wide receiver from the University of Colorado who has entered the top twenty, made some moves. Twenty five. I don't know how many. It's top twenty five. They're showing up. Yeah, they're making big plays. They're, he's having a good year. He's a New Jersey native from Englewood. So, here is our interview with Juwan Winfrey. <laughs> All right, we're here with uh, senior wide receiver from Colorado, Jawan Winfrey. This is Will and Bill. What's going on, Jawan? Jawan, what's up, man? What's up with you, man? How you been? We've been good, man. We've been fired up to get you on the show. We had John Robinson on uh, a couple episodes before, and we're kind of making our rounds around another Englewood athletes. So, Englewood native central right here, man. Fired up, but 
Um, yo, tell us a little bit about Colorado. I've never been out there. It's out west. You're two hours behind us. Um, what's it like, man? It's got to be a crazy adjustment from coming from the East Coast. Yeah, you know, coming from the East Coast is very different. And uh, I'm just blessed with the fact that I've been able to, like, maneuver through multiple colleges across the country. You know, I started off at Maryland. And then uh, after Maryland, went to Coffeeville Community College, which is in Kansas, which is kind of in the Midwest. And then from there, to go to Colorado. So I'm kind of used to adjusting. But this this part was like nothing like any other place I've been at. It's like definitely something once, it's definitely something you got to visit. You know, all my boys just came out. They all loved it. And it's something that they just want to come back to and enjoy because the mountains is, the mountains is just something that you've never seen before. You're right, you're staying right at the foot of the mountains. You can hike them. The people, everybody's generous, and it's just good vibes up there. Wait, wait, Juwan, Juwan, you, you, you hike? hike? <laughs> I didn't expect you to be a hiker. <laughs> not, not, not nothing crazy. I just walk up there, or I jog up there, just, you know, what, stay fit. What do you do for food out there, man? Like, you miss the Jersey food? pizza and bagels, or what? Oh, yeah. The food is definitely not as good as East Coast. The pizza is <laughs> decent. I just... I don't know. I just found my way. We don't have the diversity here is not really strong, so you know, you don't get as much food options. What is the place to eat at? Like, like, yeah, do you like guys what's have the a go specific, to? Like, place is it Chipotle? Or do they got their own like mom and pop yeah, shop? Yeah, but anything special? Uh, not really. What about barbecue? Oops. I like this one spot. Um, called Dark Horse. Dark Horse. What's there? Dark Horse. It's like. <laughs> it's really crazy it's like you walk in and it's just a whole bunch of objects stuck stuck up on a wall just like it's crazy it's really dark like the theme is real dark and like old school old western but it's pretty good they got the best wings in town alright nice damn nice. alright we'll go ahead bro alright Juwan you got you guys are off to a 5-0 start for the first time since 1998, I believe. So uh, yeah. tell tell us what your team's approach is each and every week for you guys to get to this point. Um, it took a lot of hard work, definitely. I say um, it was it's about it was about building a brotherhood. You know that's what we stressed on this whole offseason, You know becoming closer and being able to trust one another because that's where it all starts. from. So, you know the coaches can do the coaches can do all they can. You know speaking and trying to motivate us and just putting us in the right spot. But it's really the players who have to really orchestrate and put everything together. And uh, I felt it started with us during the offseason because, you know, we had a good year in 2016. And that year I was uh, out ACL, but we went 10-4, and four, went to the Pac-12 championship. And then come last year and I get back, we had a pretty rough year going 5-7. and seven, So we knew kind of what we had to do. You know, we see what we did wrong, we corrected it, and each week we just want to approach with the mindset that, but that you know, Pac-12 championship is – where we need to get to again. You know, we have standards now set with our new new team, and, you know, we just want to live up to them. All right. Well, here, you mentioned uh, in 2017 you came back after that ACL tear. Uh, I already I always knew who you were coming out of Englewood when you were in Maryland, but mm-hmm. last year you had a breakout game, five receptions, 163 yards, and two touchdowns versus USC. Um, tell us a little bit about how that felt. Like you said, you went to Coffeeville, you came from Maryland. Um, and you kind of bursted onto the scene there against a, a top 15 team. What did it feel like to really pop out and uh, make a name for yourself and um, really see that kind of success uh, after, you know, betting on yourself and going out west? Um, it was a real proud moment. You know, I've been through a lot. And, you know, adversity has always been there. And, you know, just to see all the work you, you've been, all the work you put 
through the years, finally, you know, come to play, and it just feels good. It feels good. And just the, the fact that you were prepared for the moment, you know, I put I stress on, you know, off-season work and just making sure my craft is right. And, you know, when you work hard and you're confident, you know, you just get placed in the right opportunity, you're going to make the play. So I just felt good. It was great for me, great for my family, great for the coaches, you know, open their eyes and it just motivated me to do a lot more. Juwan, I think I think it was the same game where that, that like, uh, I guess you can call it the, the famous video where uh, you basically made the USC D, uh, DB look like a fool. I don't know his name, but how bad did that guy get roasted in the film session? I got to know. <laughs> it was bad, man. Was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is, uh, you know, he eventually, I forgot, something happens, you know, out of school, him in the situation, he's currently not there anymore. You know, some people making jokes that, uh, you know, I got him, I got him sent out of school. <laughs> I play. You know, some of my teammates be joking around, but nah, it was it was, it was good. You know, he was he was a good player too to go against. So, you know, I enjoy the challenge. Yeah, and everyone everyone has their days, man. Everyone has their days. Um, yeah. but you met you know you mentioned earlier you went to Maryland, then back to then you went down the JUCO, and then now you're at Colorado. But for those. Uh, people out there that may be on the same path as you as far as going from D1 back down to JUCO, how did you feel when that happened? Did you feel like you kind of felt like you were at a uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place, or did you feel more motivated than ever? Like, what was the adjustment like? Um, at first, it was real disappointing, you know, real disappointed for myself, real disappointed for my family, you know, just to, be putting, to put myself in that situation and to have it all and just to lose it just like that, um, that was that real tough. But uh, I made sure to stay motivated because I wouldn't, you know, it's too many people that I know in, from my area who, who had the talent and didn't make it out because of stupid things. And I was going to make sure that I was not going to end up like one of those people. So that was one thing that motivated me in the back of my mind, just, just how hard my mother worked. So no matter what dumb stuff I did, and, you know, I made sure that I was going to make up for it and, I made that promise to myself just to stick with my goal. Well, you were talking about uh, people that you know you see not make it, but uh, who do you mo- who do you model your game and uh, the way you approach the game and your mindset? Who do you model your game after? Whether it be college or pro or somebody you watched growing up, who is that guy that uh, you looked up to and you're like, I want to be like that guy, or I want to, uh, you know, who, what, did you have somebody like that? Uh, definitely growing up. Um. Definitely, I'd say Des Bryant kind of throughout my early years of high school. He was definitely one of the role models, just his passion for the game and uh, the plays he used to make. Um, but nowadays, you know, I, uh, I like to watch a lot of people. You know, A.B., Antonio Brown, uh, Stephon Diggs, those are two people, Devontae Adams. Three people I'd probably say I watch the most and, you know, kind of model my game for them. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I, stay, I think a piece of part of everybody's game. You know, I just keep watching, learning new stuff, and just find a way to get better. So, absolutely, man, you can learn a little bit from everybody. I like that you combine a lot of people. Um, I know for a fact, DBs talk a lot of trash because that's what they do for a living. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to list any names, but if you want, who is the biggest trash talker, and how do you handle it as a receiver? How do you not let it get in your head? 
Um, so far this past season, this year I haven't faced any really trash talkers. <laughs> Last year, I definitely say USC talked the most out of everybody we played. They were talking. They were talking from once I got in there. But for me, you know, I don't really worry about that. You know, uh, I try to stay. I, I stay focused. You know, I don't let them get in my head because that's all they try to do. Get in there, get in your head, and trying to talk you out. So I just show my dominance on the field. So all that stuff they talking, it don't matter. But you know, I may say some stuff going back and forth. You know, it's always fun <laughs> compete. But I love it. But you know, I don't let that stuff get to me. You know, I'm not gonna explode off that stuff. I hear you. Well, everyone talks about the Pac-12 after dark. What was the craziest environment that you've been in uh, playing in the Pac-12? Everybody talks about Oregon. Everybody talks about, um, you know, Washington State. Uh, even Colorado. Which one would you say is the craziest environment? Mm. Let's see. Let me go last year. So I didn't get to play at Oregon. So I don't know how it is. We play Washington this year. That's will be my first time going there. Mm. USC is going to be my first time going there, too. So it's hard, but out of the schools that I've been to. What about Colorado? Colorado's definitely up there, you said? Colorado's great. Yeah, Colorado's a crazy atmosphere. atmosphere. And just the scenery, you know, we got the mountains in the background. You can see it from, like, on the stands, sitting in the stands. You can see the mountains in the background. Everything's just beautiful. So Colorado's definitely one of the top stadiums. You know, we, we actually had the most uh, – most fans this past weekend. Our game was sold out, and that was the most in the Pac-12. So, oh wow, and I was, a huge that was even a night game. Yeah, that was two two o'clock versus Arizona State. So, I had the most in the Pac-12. So, I definitely say our 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 scene is special. Okay, okay, and also uh, as you've alluded to, you've missed the last couple of weeks during an ankle injury. Um, how has that rehab been going, and uh, what can we expect out of you when you come back? Uh, rehab has been going well. You know, I'm just trying to stay patient, stay patient. That's the most important thing right now because just as much as I want to be out there, you know, I, I can't. And that's just nothing that I can't control. So I just got to control what I can. And um, my job right now is just getting better and helping my teammates. You know, I'm a leader on this team. So I take it I take it real important to make sure that I coach up my receivers and make sure that they, they're looking right because this, these games coming up is going to be real big for us. So... I try to make an impact any way I can. So when I get back, expect expect a lot. You know, I got a lot to prove, and you know, it's, I don't have many opportunities left. So when I get out there, I'm gonna give it all I got. You know, we know what to expect from you now. But what can the last question for you? What can we expect from Colorado from here on out? Uh, our goal is to go undefeated. We're trying to go to the playoffs. So each game, each game gets bigger. You know, we don't look at no opponent differently. This game probably. is biggest. So this one this week against USC. You know, we just got to get this win rolling. Our second Pac-12 win, and just got to keep it going. Our goals, our goals not to win, not to lose the game this whole season. So, I hear you. Where we get. I hear you. Well, Juwan, New Jersey guy, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, always got to support Jersey. Man. Always, gotta always support have to support Jersey. Jersey. You got any shout outs that you want to put out there? Uh, shout out to New Jersey or anything? No. Uh, shout Jersey, Inglewood. Shout out to the Bam family. All okay. my brothers, okay. sisters, okay. all my boys. Looking forward to you getting back home, bro. We got to play some basketball. Soon, soon. Yeah, we all know Billy's trash. So. <laughs> Take care, bro. Good talking to you. Juwan, thank you, man. Take care. All right, brother. Mm-hmm. Juwan Winfrey.
from Englewood, New Jersey. That was the interview. I, I love when long. we get Jersey guys on here. Dude, I would do exclusively Jersey guys if we could. I love... And we have a lot of them, too. We do. We'll be reaching in our Jersey bag soon. Um, for those of you that didn't know, Juwan Winfrey went to Dwight Morrow in Englewood mm-hmm. with our former uh, other guest, John, John Robinson. Robinson. They were a one-two punch. A lot of fun from uh, Bergen County, New Jersey. But... Got to wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to give you, we'll do fans of the week, winners and losers, and shout outs. Um, so, my fan of the week was the Crying Saints fan. They're almonds. I oh, have almonds. almonds. All right, all right. Um, was the Crying Saints fan. Um, you know, some of you may look at him and be like, yo, that's a loser. But, yo, I think it's pretty cool that that guy's that invested in the team and that invested yeah. in their success. And so it was an emotional moment. For sure. Drew Brees, you, people got to realize that Drew Brees came into the city with. Um, they had nothing left mm-hmm. from Katrina. Mm-hmm. He gave him hope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty cool. So, insane. Insane. Uh, my fan of the week is from the same game. Okay. The Saints whistleblower. I don't know if you caught it, but they showed a guy in the stands doing that. Oh, oh. Whistle with his Index hands Index and thumb. But it was yeah. like five seconds, and it was loud I and consistent. I can't even get it to happen I'll for show a you. I, I will show you after the show. It's we'll, get it the, uh, we'll get it up on the... We'll get it up on the... First team all-pro whistle. No. But no. also, I'm going to throw in a guy from last week, because I just can't let this set, like fly by. Gritty. Oh, the ugly mascot for what the even Flyers? Is, what is that? I don't know what it is. It looks like the Phillies guy, but he jumped in like an orange when Gatorade you, When thing. your team's bad and you need a distraction, you gotta hey, open that. Here's yeah. Gritty. Oh, God. Winners, losers. Mm. My, I'll give you my loser because I don't have a winner right now. Okay. Um, my loser is definitely the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. They took LeBron James's locker and turned <clears throat> it into a towel closet. Now listen, I understand it was a little bit of a rough breakup. I get it. I get it. This is an all-time great player. Okay. This is just it's dumb. It's overly petty. There's no reason for Super it. Super petty. Just uh, be an adult. Yeah. Be an adult. Right. Um. I actually have a few losers. Ooh, loser heavy. I love that. Yeah. Well, first, let me start you off with my one winner. And I'll try to think of a winner. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you my winner and my losers. My winner is Sean McVay. Okay. Because this, this he's everything I believe what a coach should be. He's young. He can relate to his players. And he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He was in his own territory. Too aggressive this week. Too aggressive. Own territory on fourth down. His players wanted to go for it after not getting it two times on fourth down already in the game. And he said, screw it, I'm going to trust my Too players. Aggressive. Too aggressive. I love it. I love it. You play to win. So he's my winner. On the other end, my losers. Complete opposite. Jason Garrett. You're conservative. You're a loser. Dude, he's bad. He shouldn't week. even have a job, I'm being honest. So he's conservative, and I wrote down he has no stones. Okay. Uh, my second loser. Barstool. Wow. For yeah, what? I told you. kind of. You know, it's just sometimes they're funny. But other times I'm just like I'm just like yeah. you guys are this you guys are narps because they they show they put out these clips or making fun of players, but they have no idea. Like, like they, what? They, Give me like is there a specific example? Um, of, for of example, <clears throat> Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. He was punching the uh, garbage. Ob- yeah, <laughs> which is funny, but they don't understand where that passion comes from. Yeah. Right. Um. Th- at the end of the Redskin game last night, Josh Norman was trying to take his pads off. Yeah. And he had someone trying to help him out. Everybody who's played football knows, knows how, hard, how hard that is. Bottom line is these guys, there's been many more, but it, it bothers me when they tweet things out and they, they have no, they cannot relate in any way and they have to no idea. Honest, to be honest, I don't mind them in that 
area as much, but I do mind. Ble- I think Bleacher Report does that too much. Yeah, Bleacher, Bleacher Report, Report will try to start yeah. a story that there where there right. is no story there. I think I think I think I think uh, Barstool is kind of just doing that because that's their you know that's their thing making fun yeah. of people and stuff. I have I have one more. You have three losers. Yeah, it's not really a loser. It's just more of kind of like a what are you doing? Okay. The NFL power rankings came out today, and um, they have the chart. They have the uh, Cowboys one spot ahead of the uh, Texans. That doesn't make any sense. That does not make any. <laughs> that doesn't sense. make any sense. They just beat them. Uh huh. So why are they one spot ahead? Yeah. So I think that's a little weird. But also. They don't have the Chargers in the top ten. Uh-huh. And the, sorry. Top, right. <laughs> Billy, I, we're laughing. In the middle of saying that, I, I'm playing with a lighter, like a like a, a cigar lighter, and I burned, I, I burned my beard off. So <laughs> anyway, so that's anyway, why it's so funny. The Chargers aren't in the top ten power rankings when their only two losses are to the Chiefs uh-huh. and the Rams. Okay. So just a confusing moment. Go ahead. <sighs> um, I don't have a winner. Go ahead, Harvey. Um, Dad. yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. I see the mark right there, yeah. buddy. Anyway, my shout-outs for this week. <laughs> dude, my face burns. It, it hurts. So I burned my face. <laughs> Your face oh, my was God. like, oh, shit. Uh, dude, I didn't think it was going to happen. Oh, that um, was good. That anyway, was funny. My uh, oh, shout-outs, shout-out to Holly. Beat me. Nick Holly beat me two times in Madden. I promised him a shout-out. He was all his feelings dude. were all hurt. I'm going to um, take this out of your hands. Bro. Okay, thank you. And uh, my other shout-out, Grim Graham. Love you, Graham. Um... Ooh. Any other shout-outs this week? Um, Shout-out to New Jersey. Shout-out to Northern Highlands. They won their football game. Shout-out to everybody nice. who's copped a T-shirt. Uh, T-shirts still available. Our loyal listeners. Oh, yeah. Loyal t-shirt, listeners. T-shirts are still available. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, looking forward to next week. Um, dang. It's That's the heaviest it, lighter I've ever felt in my life. It is, dude. My brother got it with his cigar box, and I took it out, and I have now burned my face, so... All right, well, that'll do it for us here. Uh, Billy has a burned face. A fire podcast in more ways than one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right, do the usual. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hung Up Podcast. Throw us a like, comment, whatever you got to do. Ask us questions throughout the week. We're open to anything. I uh, want to thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, we appreciate all your support throughout the uh, this journey thus far. And next week is one year, one official year of Hung Up Podcast. Is it already a year? Already a year. So we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.